Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I'm your host, White Owl. And today we have another episode with, um, you know, I had mentioned last time that I have plenty of Bigfoot stories. Now, some of you guys who have been with us from either the beginning or for for a while now, um, usually I do post, you know, every week. I usually do a posting, but ever since uh, we started working on different projects and different things here and there, uh, we've kind of decided to do a bi-weekly type post. And so now we're going to give two episodes a month um, just to be able to give us time to do other projects and to, you know, get ahead of other things that we've been wanting to do. And hopefully with this, we are able to do a little bit more in-depth type research and look into other things that we kind of wanted to do for quite some time on different on different levels. And so... We're going to pick up from where we left off the last time. Now, if you're new, this is a part three. And so you might want to go back into episodes um, one, two or parts one, two uh, of the Bigfoot stories. Now, again, some of these stories you may have heard from, you know, various other uh, groups on either on YouTube or other podcasts. You know, I, I wanted to get into some of the stories with in-depth and information. There's a lot, again, like I said, guys, and before, I know a lot of the things, um, a lot, uh, there's a lot of things that people read and they look into. There's a lot of research, but we like to get into the information. We like to find out the the actual data, you know, the then personal sightings or, or videos. You know, we have some posts on our either on our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter, and you can see those videos that we posted on Bigfoot, and you could look on any of those platforms, and you could um, check out the hashtag Bigfoot, and you'll find these videos. And we, if you look on any of our social media platforms, you'll see that there's a lot of videos, a lot of evidence, and uh, some people would dismiss it. They're like, no, oh, that's not good enough. The video is always blurry. Try to try to be in that situation and try to take out your camera if you don't have it in your hand and not to be nervous or shaky because uh, you can't believe what you're seeing and, and have a steady hand and record that what's being what's happening in front of you. And so it makes things a lot difficult when you're, you know, when, once you get into that situation and trust me, it's a it's very different when you're in that situation. Me, myself being in in the paranormal world. There's been a lot of things that I've seen and, you know, I haven't been able to get the, you know, the camera, unfortunately, out of fast in time. But anyways, we'll jump into one of the, you know, the stories here. Um, this one happened in New Simra Beach, Florida, in May of 2011 in the early morning. Now, this happened in the swamps of Florida. There was a Bigfoot sighting, of course. And, uh, you know, in these areas, it's known by a different name throughout the South. People know it as Skunk Ape. Now, there was this appalling smell that came from and that comes from the creature and there's been a lot of reportings that you know people around the you know the south that's how they know it skunk ape because there's this horrible horrible smell and, and you could this smell has been described everything from hot garbage water to like 
you know, a trash bin that's been left there for fucking months and people have been throwing garbage and, and you know, food that's gone bad and stuff like that and, and, and the heat. And, and, you know, they've described it as this garbage, like terrible smell, like this horrible B.O. And so, you know, this thing, you know, it, it's been, you know, obviously called skunk game because it makes sense because there's a horrible smell and this thing looks like an ape. So there's been many people throughout this area that have been able to, you know, smell this thing. But this sighting comes from, you know, Florida. And this is actually from Turney. This this guy who wasn't really uh, identified. You know, he reported that he had gone fishing. And, you know, he was on his boat. And he was maneuvering throughout the swamp. And he took two of his friends, like two clients. And as they're going throughout this area, finding a very good spot to, like, fish, they went into this side of what looked like a good area to fish, you know. And... As they're getting set up to fish, you know, they hear some sounds and they start looking to see what is it? You know, one one of the guys thought it was like a hog, like some kind of hog making a noise, a very big animal. And that's when they started noticing the smell, this strong stench. And they look around, they're looking around because this, this smell is getting real strong. And they look to this area and they spot something. So off to the shore, about 100 yards, they see what looks like maybe uh, either A is a giant hog or a bear. And they're seeing this thing get closer and closer. And the smell is starting to get stronger and stronger. And they're looking at this thing and they notice like, if this is a bear, this thing is the size of a refrigerator, like a freezer refrigerator. They could see its torso, and it was huge. They noticed that it had a face. This thing wasn't a bear, and it looked like it almost had a beard. In fact, they described it like a ZZ Top type beard, and extremely, extremely hairy. And its forehead, no hair on his forehead. It was hairless on his forehead. And this creature just stared at them for roughly about 10 to 15 seconds and made a grunt type sound and then it walked away and these guys say that they will never forget this sighting they will never forget this event it would be it would be this event that would be forever imprinted in their minds and like i said man once you're in that situation it is a whole different ball game now we go back to quintman or Arkansas, in July of 2009, around 6 p.m. Now, a worker returned from home from a a deck building job. It was around 6 p.m. He drove out through this wooded area around his house and his school. He noticed that there was something, there was this man, or he thought it was a man, standing by the side of the road. He got closer to his vehicle. However, this man, that he thought it was a man, suddenly bolted into the woods. He actually looked like a wild man, like a wild animal. The driver then slowed down and watched this creature run about 30 yards and they make a turn which then enabled the driver to get a better look at him he looked at this guy and it wasn't the guy they he was way too big for to be a guy he was gigantic he had the body type of a football player but this thing was about seven feet tall eight feet tall and wide shoulders extremely wide 
and he thought it was probably about two to three hundred pounds he wasn't really sure he said the creature covered an all shaggy fur-like rug and it ran and hopped it bounced in motion it was either real or there was a man in a very very convincing costume he wasn't sure what he had seen he was very bizarre and it was something that he had never seen before he, again, he wasn't sure what the hell he saw. I mean, can you imagine something like this just popping out of nowhere and then just taking off running? And you're not sure if it's somebody in a costume or what the hell, dude. But, you know, the, again, there's sightings all over. One such sighting in Clements, California, October 25th, back in 2010, around 1 a.m., a man watching a movie ar around this time heard some weird-ass noises around his house. Uh, and it sounded like a long blast from a car horn. He then noticed that, wait, that is not a car horn, that it's something different. He muted his TV and then got up, and he looked around through his windows. He thought maybe it was an injured animal, but the howls were very loud. It almost seemed like bear or even lion, maybe even mixed. He looked outside and nothing. Um, the next day, he actually went to a friend uh, to pick them up and so they can go to a casino because they had plans to go to a casino. It was around 8 p.m. The two men had driven about four miles when they both heard a noise once again. They slowed down and the noise stopped. They resumed driving and then suddenly they swerved to avoid hitting a car ahead and they had abruptly stopped. The two, uh, the two guys spotted what appeared to be a man-like creature that was a, probably about 10 feet tall covered in dark brown hair or dark black hair with eyes that glow from a reflection of the headlights. Human eyes don't do that. They really don't. I mean, if you ever seen, there's videos actually of, there's these weird videos that I've seen of people at certain parties and they're recording or they're out and about. And there's like a person in the crowd or whatever that always has these red glowing eyes from the light and it's very odd i still haven't figured that out because i find that also kind of weirdly interesting of why there are some people who have these eyes actually but there was a videographer um who recorded there was some events i remember somewhere in eastern europe and a lot of the people in the crowd had this whenever you shine the light on them and actually recorded it. it was actually very interesting but anyways these men they encountered this and they were like they witnessed this and they couldn't describe what they believed they had just seen they this is what made them a true believer that bigfoot was possible and it wasn't just a myth that it was highly probable if it was bigfoot or not i don't know what the hell that was and i don't want to come in around the house it's what they stated and so i mean yeah definitely you I mean you don't want that you i mean you don't know what it is you don't know what the power the sheer power that it can do for something that big now we go ahead and we go to cloverdale california september 8th in 2007 around 8 45 p.m now this event again like it happened around between 8 30 and 9 and this is around a local law enforcement officer who was driving around entering a car of an alarm system that had gone off on this ranch. As he gets there, he notices someone or something coming up out of the ravine and into the roadside. Initially, he thought it was someone who had been, you know, possibly growing marijuana around the woods. 
because it's something that kind of happens. And so, you know, he's driving around, he hits his brakes and quickly backs up to see if who that was, you know, to see that person. It's like, hey, you know, trying to ask some questions, you know, what's going on. Brakes, backs up, hits him with the spotlight. And he sees this thing that's about seven foot tall, covered in thick brown matted fur, walking upright. Initially, he thought it was a bear. He then looked at it. Sure enough, it was it was just there. It looked like it was just lying down and it started to move slowly. This creature turned away from the officer and returned to this overgrowth bush area, pushing aside all the trees and limbs, clearing its path. It was visible for only a few seconds, but then he noticed that this thing wasn't a bear. It didn't move like a bear. It just walked right through and it had arms. And I was making this weird, loud, crunching noise as it was moving through through the trees. The officer said, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was definitely something I was not going to put on the radio. I wasn't sure what I just saw. I mean, come on. This is, this is an officer of the law who is trained specifically to be able to observe what's happening. To look so they can later on write their reports. We go on to Blackstone, Virginia of May 3rd, 2011, around 5.30. A man and his son actually discovered in the early morning hours on May 3rd, uh, the two had heard a loud noise outside their home. The man grabbed his pistol and the son grabbed his shotgun. They went outside to see and investigate and figure out what was out there. Initially thought there was probably a burglar or a bear. Instead, the man reported uh, to the BFRO that they what they had seen as soon as they stepped out was this eight-foot-tall thing covered in fur. This creature was running towards them and nearby the woods. The man screamed at the creature to stop, and then he told his son to shoot, which he did, but he shot into the air. The creature then shrieked, continued to run towards them, getting about 15 feet before the pair retreated back into the house in sheer terror. He said that the this creature, as soon as it got closer, a stench, a very strong smell, came into the area and hit them like a ton of bricks. This thing really stunk, and it left footprints about 8 to 20 inches, uh, centimeters long. This investigator who in, uh, visited the men at the farm interviewed them and documented everything. It was an unusual incident, including loud wailing sounds, slaps, which they, which we can assume as tree slaps. These uh, loud series of unusual sightings around their farm. The house at night would get these sounds. You would hear these things out in the woods. They suggested that that paying them a visit very often. Not sure why, but it was paying them a visit quite often. And so these guys started recording these visits, these hearings that they were here around their farm, around their ranch, and they were actually getting visited. This is actually something that I've heard of other people talk about getting visited by Bigfoot. You know, it's sometimes it's repetitive. You know, that you have, you're growing your, your own stuff out there in like a farm. And if you have things that they like or they want, they'll continue to visit you. Um, I've heard of, you know, them stealing goats and chickens and stuff like that. You know, it's something that's definitely 
not unheard of, but it's rare thing. I always tell these guys like, hey, look, you know, if you have a branch and you have a property where you grow things, vegetables, whatever, you have chickens, you have goats, whatever, you, whatever you, you may have, and you live out there. One of the things that you should probably do is set up camps. A lot of people are just very dismissive about that. And, you know, I tell them, it's like, hey, man, just set up some cameras you know, outside, outside your house, right outside your door. And you might catch something, you know, you might catch some a very good footage, better footage than some of the other people have captured when they're out there, you know, hiking or hunting. And you might be able to capture something that nobody else has. That might be convincing. I mean, you never know. You might be the next person to have the best footage out there of a Bigfoot. Again, guys, hopefully you enjoy these short stories. Make sure you like, follow, and we'll hit you up on the next episode. Later, guys. Later, guys.